Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Tamisha Aman. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Tamisha Aman is coming for you. I'm still Julie. And we're coming for you with a lot of Drag Race content today, oh as God. per usual. And Julie, would we describe it as sterling, amazing, fantastic, never been done before, exceptional? Best lip sync ever. So we start yeah. with UK, obviously, because UK um, is on Thursday. Initially in history. <laughs> And America is on Friday. Makes a lot of sense. So UK, stunning. They do a little musical called The Rats. <laughs> and then we talk about America and the best ones thing ever, or maybe the top three or whatever, but it's a ton of drag content, lots of looks to look at, good times. We had a lot of fun this week. We're in a new world order. We're still in a pandemic, but that just gives us more time to watch all these fucking shows with you. So we're super excited. <laughs> Enjoy this episode. We have so much to cover. I do like that you live like a Tamisha Amon and that you'd never unpack and everything's just an empty space when you have podcast recordings. Because Tamisha Amon is coming for you. Did you watch some of the stuff that was released of her um, at the 1996 national pageant? Yes, you sent that in the chat, I believe. If no, not, I discovered like, it on my own. Which, yes. Shocking. <laughs> Those are the only two options. You can see she could move in a totally different way. Granted, that was 15 years ago, but pre-cancer yeah. and pre-chemo, but... She is the bomb. Well, I guess before we get into Drag Race, what's on your mind grapes today, Julie? I know I don't know that I, I don't think I have any mind grapes this week. You know, I got nothing. I really don't. Lots well, that's of TV. good. I mean, honestly, one of the benefits of this new regime, and by that I mean functional democracy, is that these weeks are relatively uneventful, which I'm loving. I have recently started weeks, watching it's Ugly Betty again. Less than a week. <laughs> yeah, it was it's Wednesday. been it's been one point five weeks. 1.5, how would you say that? Weeks? It's been weeks. Less than. No. Would you say 1.5 week? <laughs> it, it hasn't been a week yet. Today's Monday. It happened on Wednesday. We won't be at a week until Wednesday. Okay, don't bring math into this. Don't be like that. Don't do this to me. That's so rude. I had to go to summer school for chemistry in an all-Jewish girls' school. But the girls weren't there. That's just the building you were using, right? But their pictures were everywhere and they were haunting. I know, but you've told this story before and I was like, why would they send you to an all-girls school? And then you're like, they're not even there. So it's basically the ghosts of Jewish girls that were freaking out because they weren't there. If you saw some of the hairstyles they were rocking in the 80s because every girl who'd ever walked through there had a stylized portrait, it was a touch terrifying. And then you add covalent bonds into that situation and lying to all your friends about where you are all summer because I couldn't admit that I was in summer school. You got trauma, Julie. <laughs> right here in River City. Starts with a P and a capital Z, and that's science for pool. <laughs> I don't understand that. Fantastic. So you were saying about this new regime that's been in place for 0.75 weeks. <laughs> weeks. You said weeks. Still, you said weeks. We weren't contesting whether or not you were saying plural or not. It was the measurement of time. Like one, less than one. I don't understand time anymore. Time stopped Who on does? March 26th, 2020. Yes. So you're just saying now that everything is de-escalated a little bit. A touch. We got a Too touch much in some areas, not enough in others. Um, I've decided that I'm going to start Ugly Betty again. And boy, <laughs> has that been a real treat. It's schmaltzy. It's sticky. It's um, 
kind Terrible of weird, acting. but I'm enjoying it Terrible. immensely. Julie, what are your thoughts on that? You seem to have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I tried. I want to like it. I want to like Jane the Virgin. I just don't. I don't need it. The best show I saw yesterday was the Twitter fight between Seth Rogen and Ted Cruz. Did you get into that at all? No. It was fantastic. It's they an amazing saga. He, he was like, it this really isn't is. a Twitter feud. I'm calling out an insurrectionist who tried to destabilize <laughs> our democracy. So. And he's Boom. like, Seth, I even think your movies and stuff are funny, and, and now it's, you just suck. And he's like, trust me, everyone I know that made those shows hates you. Everyone <laughs> hates you, Ted Cruz. He's like, oh, and fuck off. You're a fascist. You're like, yeah. I know. And all these people who are like, fuck you, Hollywood. Well, as Sarah Silverman said, in a moment, we'll be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> it was great. It was a whole day. They were just going back and forth. Wow. He's like, uh-oh, I know he's reading my tweets. And he's like, uh, I am. <laughs> then Ted Cruz, of course, made fun of him and said that he was like somebody with Tourette syndrome, flailing off F-bombs. He's like, well, actually, I have Tourette syndrome in my family. And way to make fun of the disabled, just like Donald. Like, you're not a star, though. Sorry. You're trying. No. I feel like all these people are trying to be AOC, and it's like, you can't touch her. You really cannot touch her. I mean, I hope she's not QAnon, because uh, I will do whatever she says. I really like her a lot. Yeah. I love her fresh takes on everything, and then you're like, wait, is this how it happens? Is this what happens? And then the next thing you know, you're doing something wrong. I don't know. You know? Well, and then everyone else is like, I'm being, well, a lot of the faction of the Republican Party that contributed and were you know, part of the whole insurrection thing. Continued to say the election possibly was stolen. Yeah, which... I'm looking lies. at you, Rand Paul. Pure lies. Um, where was I going with this? It's just so tough to tell anymore. AOC, I hope she's ah, not So they're on. like, I'm fully oppressed. I'm being muzzled as I'm talking on Fox oh. News and tweeting. No, no. As I wrote an article for the New York Post, which has millions of readers, that's muzzled? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this is oppression. Meanwhile, AOC is like... Yeah, the FBI stopped by my home again and showed me 400 pictures of people who want to assassinate me. So that's oppression. Should we talk about men in wigs? Wait, let's do our four to eight count breathing. Inhale through the nose. I'll do my Lamaze breathing because I'm about Exhale. to give birth to my two kids, fear and anxiety. Yeah, so I guess my mind grades were I can't really talk about anything because I'm still not over doom scrolling. I'm still doing it. I'm looking at two-legged dogs, one-eyed dogs. I got three deaf dogs now. And then doom strolling on Twitter. Julie, if we get a normal, when we get a dog, if it's normal, will you just cut its legs off so it has some sort <laughs> okay, of impairment? Okay, the word is typical. You hate speech monger. I'm so sorry. If we there have no normal. If we have a traditional typical. dog. Oh, traditional also? Just uh, say typical. If I'm we've giving typical. you the language. Okay, okay. If we've a neurotypical dog. Okay, if we have a... If we Why would we do dog. that when there's like a roll or with like hydrocephalitis <laughs> or blind or deaf or in a wheelchair? Oh my God, we can get matching brain scans. It's like, could I get one for my pug and also one for me? If anybody I know qualifies for an emotional support animal, it's fucking you, Nick. Thank you. Oh my God. Can you imagine just walking into my restaurant with a little puppy behind me? What no, 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 no. I'm picturing you with a baby Bjorn on with a dog on your chest. <laughs> Working at the restaurant. Oh my god! So I've been having and these people uh, being like, "I'm I'm sorry, you're gonna need to wear a mask around my dog." My dog <laughs> oh my god, my dog will totally be wearing a mask too. <laughs> Interestingly, one of my employees, who is just the sweetest little bean, have I turned into Utica? Perhaps offered to carry me around in a baby Bjorn just the other day because I was like getting heavy legs, sort of vaso vago feeling faint. She was like, "I'm gonna get a little baby Bjorn. You're just gonna have your limp, long legs." Because she's like five feet tall, and I am. A touch taller. 
whisper. Anyway, emotional support animal. I am so excited. Let's apply. I never knew how many blind dogs there were until like the last couple of months. Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> Hux hears, H-U-X hears. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> he is a ball of fluff. I just love him so much. Miss Mag's the wonder dog, born with no eyes. Adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> there is a whole set of two-legged dogs, but not the two legs you think. So either they have <laughs> both their left or both their right. And then one of the other one has just the front. And they can do anything. Wow. I can't even get myself up to watch TV. Like, we got problems. Right here in River City. And it starts with a P and a capital C and that rhymes the pool. Anyway. So I started watching Mr. Mayor this week, which is a Ted Danson show. It's on maybe NBC, but they have it on Hulu. Yeah, it's on NBC. Oh, why? But it's Tina Fey. She is the okay. executive producing. And um, who they were in the pilot as to who they've been in the first two episodes is changing a little bit, but he's sort of a, a nice, not a Trump, but a businessman who becomes the mayor mm. who wants to do good, sort of, but really so that his daughter, who is the daughter from Speechless, will think he's okay. And then he's got like a multicultural staff and um, Bobby Moynihan is on there as sort of a moron. Oh, and it's very sweet. It feels like the first season of Parks and Rec, like they haven't really totally figured it out yet, but I think it's going to be lovable or problematic and awful, but it's been really fun to watch. <laughs> nice. So I watched a little bit. I watched all three of those episodes or four. It was super cute. Nice. Check Did you out. guys watch anything this week? Ugly Betty. What do you love so. about it? It's so gay. I mean, I only watch. <laughs> so they have this weird murder mystery part that I'm not into. And so I've already gotten through the first season because I only watch about 20 minutes of it, which is every time Betty's on the screen and then every time Mark and Amanda, who are like the bitchy, one's gay, one's a slut, all fantastic, are on the screen. And it's got um, Vanessa Williams. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So good. Fabulous. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm going to give one more rap condemnation then. The Great North is a new cartoon. I know you don't love cartoons, but it's Bob's Burgers, he feeling, and it's Nick Offerman. No, it's not. Yeah, Nick Offerman, Jenny Slate, Will Forte. It's very Bob's Burgers, he the youngest child. Wears and also Alanis Morissette. Yes, as, as her um, imaginary friend in the sky. Have you watched it? I have, yes. What would you think? I thought it was very enjoyable. I love yeah. that there's a gay character already into it, <laughs> and he's not a typical homosexual. Very sweet. And the mom had ran off and they're all pretending that they don't know that she ran off and they're pretending that he's, she's dead. And it's really very sweet. And they live out in the woods. And the older son has married an African-American woman who's moved to the great north with them. And so <laughs> we get to experience all the new things through her eyes. It's really fun. I think it's super sweet. Nice. It was nice to find like some sweet stuff this week. I know you, we watch a lot, I watch a lot of people being murdered. So it's <laughs> nice to balance it out with like some non-murder. And then a friend of mine wrote me this week and said, I'm really into Law and Order. I'm like, oh, great. Which one are you like watching SVU? Because I can't find the other ones. She's like, no, SVU. And I heard you talk about it on the podcast. And I thought, that's really weird that you're watching that. She's like, but now I'm way into it. I'm like, <laughs> judge not lest you be judged, <laughs> my friend. Yeah. SVU is one of the most engaging and addictive shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This season is complete shit. But I've not. Yeah. I don't feel like I've watched a current season in a very long time. But once. Stabler is gone. It's yeah. pretty much over. But he's supposedly coming back, so I just wait each week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Chris Maloney here? Icky Nakey. Because I've just seen a lot Oz. of him naked on Oz. Yes, I've seen him completely naked from all sides. Yes. Open air. Open cheeks. Open. 
And he's a master on Twitter. He just will engage anyone who hates him. He's just super funny. I very much want to watch WandaVision only because Emma Caulfield is is on it. Yeah, Phil started watching that. Did you start it, Nick? I haven't started yet. And I had no interest until I learned that Emma Caulfield, who Mm. plays Anya and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was on it. And she is one of my favorite people of all time. She is. I never watched Buffy ever. Julie, start. Am I too old? Is it too late? I don't think so. I'd be curious what you thought. I watched it so many times over and over throughout the entirety of my high school experience. Um, <laughs> it's very campy. It's very fun. It's very 90s. <laughs> I feel like it is a cultural touch point that comes up a lot in lots of different areas of my life, like podcasts I listen to or people mm-hmm. I talk to. And I'm like, I feel like the first season like is good. I don't that's the one I don't rewatch the most. Probably like once you get season two, it picks up steam and like seasons two through f- two and three are probably the height. And then. And Meanwhile, the little dude from Gilmore Girls has what to do with it? Something. A, Did he help write it? Or uh, no, he's, he's on he's it? He's in it, yeah. There ends okay. up being, in the later seasons, like a trio of nerds that are like the big bad. So it kind of has that, like, you know, every season has a big bad. Uh, and in later seasons, it's interesting that the big bad gets a little bit less demonic and more just like dweeb with a weird hobby. <laughs> and then there's like a triumvirate of dweebs with weird hobbies. <laughs> and Doyle is Interestingly. One of them. <laughs> Season four and five are my favorites because Emma Caulfield comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I love the big bad in season five is this demonic creature who is just this stunning woman. But yeah, you need to get through season 1.5. You need to get through season one and half of season two. Mm-hmm. So 1.5 would be a whole season and then a half of a season, not just <laughs> not less than a season. Yes. Okay. And then in and then six, six, there's a musical. <laughs> Six, a lot of people did not enjoy it upon initial re- release because Marty Knoxville, Marty Knoxon, yeah. Marty Knoxon takes over as the showrunner and she did Sharp Objects most recently. And she's quite good, but it gets very dark. Yeah, I started watching Sharp Objects and I texted my sister. She's like, you can't handle this. Turn that off. <laughs> retreat, retreat. She did. She's like, it's not for you. <laughs> so then she told me to watch Counterpart, which is on Prime, J.K. Simmons. So I started watching the first episode and I wrote her, I'm like, am I going to be able to handle this? Like sci-fi, we're living in parallel universe stuff can spin me out a little bit. She's like, nope, you're going to be fine. I'm like, okay. And Buffy, I am just a whore for lore. And Buffy has so much lore, so much history, strong female character. The initial inception was Joss Whedon saw the blonde girl always getting killed in the first 10 minutes of every horror movie. And was like, what if the blonde girl had power? And she has so much power. So Buffy is Joss Whedon? Mm-hmm. So Buffy is Joss Whedon, correct. Oh, that's, I mean, I love Firefly. I've watched that five, ten times. I love that series and the movie. I thought they were serenity. I thought those were great. Mm-hmm. The star of Firefly is in Buffy for a little bit. And towards later seasons. The dude? Yeah. Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Yeah, he's in seven. Six and seven. So yeah, you well, might just have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> And David Boreanaz is in there. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the pandemic's ending anytime soon. (laughs) So bring it on. Yeah. Julie, I love it so much. If you say you hate it, I will cry. (laughs) It might take me a little while to love it. It will take you some time. It'll take you some time. It took me like till season four of the Gilmore Girls and really maybe my third watch to be like madly in love with it. Mm -hmm. At first I was just like, what are we doing? also, it is monsters, it is demons, it is supernatural, it is all of that. It is I 90s, but it is 90s WB budget. So the graphics are 
rough. <laughs> I'm one of the few people who liked the terrible movie that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. So that's good. If you need it on DVD, we have most of the seasons except for the ones Nick and I fought over and lost copies of. <laughs> well, I wonder where it is. If it's well, available see, to Emma and I went in on this investment, and then she <laughs> took them to college with her. So. And then when he would get mad, he would hide individual DVDs from me. <laughs> and lost them. I'm like a squirrel who loses his acorns. Okay, uh, I, I was only, on Prime. I was only 26 years old. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's a more solid plan for you than me digging up the DVDs. It really is. <laughs> All right, we're in. She but a strange face. Xander and Willow, Allison Hannigan does, is good. It's pre- how I Met Your Mother. How which I Met is Your great. Mother, which I also didn't watch. Yeah, I didn't like very much, but I like her a lot in Buffy. Too many white people whining about life. Yeah. And then very once nice. we get the gay content in, because Joss Whedon always imagined either Willow or Xander would be gay. And so he sets the, not the traps, but he sets the <laughs> foundation for that. And then one of them does become gay. Whoa. Seth Green is in it for a little bit. Yeah. Love. Uh, Charisma Carpenter is so fun. Okay, I already said I was going to watch it like 14 <laughs> minutes ago. You can stop with the hard sell. Giles is the British guy who sells coffee in the Silence! 90s. Silence! Take it to the runway, runway. Take it to the runway, runway. Have a girl. Put your face in the wall. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Um, yes, but the men in wigs. Oh my God. Where are we starting? America, UK, America, UK. Let's go across the pond. Let's go across the Ooh. pond just because that aired earlier. Let and that's me where retrieve my, head is. my off the pond notes. And as one of our listeners astutely noted, yes, two of my three winners have now exited the competition. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What am Take I going to fucking do? Take it to the runway. Clearly, I'm unqualified. Um, I know that I said Candy uh, Muse was going to get the better of herself this week and go home, and she rocked. So, you know, we just do what we can. We do what we can, you know? Yes, we do. So this episode starts. Awesome. Sorry. You had to go, Joe Black. Very I don't shocking. know that Joe Black did have to go. I'm still not over it. So I refute that statement. But Joe Black is gone, and we must accept it. Here's what it. I'm not over. Joe Black is not 30. Just because it said 30 on there, and we all went with it, I don't think Joe Black is 30. That man is old, right? He's... Yeah. He's um, age fluid. He doesn't define <laughs> define himself by age. He's whatever age he says he is. He identifies as a 30-year-old. Yeah, that is a slippery slope that I'm not going anywhere near, but... It was on an episode of Younger. <laughs> oh, what a thought-provoking deep show. I'm sad I missed that. I had so much fucking fun. You want to have a lot of fun? You got 12 hours to spare. Why are you doing all this gross ASMR? It's true. I have been doing my heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> my, voice said, my voice is shot. I have no idea. It's like, Julie, it's been almost a year since I've last copulated. I'm getting quite aroused. <laughs> so we get to see Bimini's butt, which is also a turnoff, as is you talking about copulation. <laughs> um, so Lawrence Cheney's like, anything can happen, and Bimini needs to wear underwear. <laughs> so Lawrence so we- Cheney is going to win this season, I've now decided. After her per- poor performance this week and the praise that she still got, I'm convinced they're setting her up for a win. I mean, I, Bob the Drag Queen loves her. Lots of people love her. She could have a good story arc, but, like, if she's going to complain every, like, the first week, I don't want to take my makeup off. And we're like, oh, it's endearing. And then this week, I've never felt more out of my comfort zone. You're like, I can only take two or three weeks of that, and then you either need to pick it up or leave. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like when you're getting praised all the time, if you are failing constantly and you're right, <laughs> you should be uncomfortable. You are terrible. Then I'll go with it. But they're praising you. Anyway, it, one of the meanest mini challenges ever. Do you think they're just not going to do like the library is open? So they decided to do this instead. Well, they tend to, to wait out. a couple episodes in. Like usually it's the third or fourth episode that they do the reading challenge. Sometimes later. Sometimes first in an all-stars episode. You just never know. But to separate them into the Minister of Trade, the Baroness of Basic, the Secretary of Shade, and the cockiest queen. I do appreciate how involved RuPaul is in the fictitious voting process. He's really getting <laughs> out the vote of bitchery. He really gets out the vote, period. He has them prancing around on the stage at the end of all those episodes, like, register to vote. I am mm-hmm. America, America. America. So, no, I kind of... I did not mind the voting challenge at all. I felt it was quite fun. Well, I felt bad for Tia Coffee. Yeah. Well, Tia Coffee should feel bad about herself. And this is a Tia Coffee <laughs> fan speaking. I mean, and then she says, oh, those are my three worst looks. First of all, if that were true, why the hell would you do that to yourself? Because you can leave. Number two, we know it's not true. And number three, her look this week was terrible. It wasn't ideal. So we've got, I don't, so taste. It was a touch endearing at the moment when he was like, I I just never expected this. And then I was like, bullshit, you are literally the hottest person perhaps in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race to ever (laughs) walk on the main stage. Both girl look, boy look, everything is absolutely snatched and stunning. And he was like, I cannot believe I'm I'm trade of the season. I was like, girl, you're trade of the millennium. You're pure trade. It felt genuine, though. He was like, me? I was like, have you looked at the hags in this room? (laughs) I mean, ask Tina maybe, right? The only one who could ever come close. Yeah. And then we find out that Tace and Ahura previously had a relationship. They currently live together. Since the pandemic. And that is just not a union that I approve of. If you're listening, Tace, get out. Have you seen the movie Get Out? It's based on you and your relationship with Ahura. Leave. Leave immediately. So Tace is the Minister of Trade by leaps and bounds because he is gorgeous. Stunning. Tia Coffee is the basic bitch, no question. Secretary of Shade, Ahura, completely. Uh, and then the cockiest queen is Lawrence Cheney, which I don't I don't know. I, I don't know who I think the co- the cockiest queen is, but Ahura feels like she could have wrapped up that one too. Yeah. Maybe flip flop those. Because I think of Kaki as a dick, and I think of Lawrence as being, like, shady. He says well, yeah, shady I, shit. Like, he immediately ripped on Cherry Valentine's teeth and then ripped on something else. You're just like, eh. Yeah, and that's so just then, part of drag culture. You slag off. Look at me using regional <laughs> phrases. You slag off your competitors, your friends. You slag them off. Slags everywhere. Slag wars. And a cocky person is someone who is so full of themselves and their drag. Lawrence is not. He can't even bear to show his true nature which is fair because this is confessional looks. Those gray eyebrows are not doing him any favors. Why is somebody not having eyebrows so jarring? <laughs> he paints them on, but they are truly trash. I know, but like up here in my brain, I can also see cut more hall without any eyebrows. Mm-hmm. It's jarring. It's jarring. Yeah. So because she's the basic one, they let Tia do the casting of the Rusical, which by the way, took forever and I don't care. Yeah. She took it so seriously. If you're the person who's assigning the roles, there's obviously a target on your back always. That's just how RuPaul's Drag Race operates. And you have the ability to be super shady, but queens lately have been sort of honoring their respective competitors' uniqueness, nerve, talents, should they have them, and are giving them roles where they can flourish. But this whole musical number was... I was uncomfortable. Even before we got there. Like, when we're casting... Through the entire process... 
don't I don't care. Cherry made me very uncomfortable. I can't believe they let Veronica have the part of Evita. And she's like, <clears throat> I would really like to play Evita. <laughs> it's what I've done my whole life. Cherry's like, mm-hmm, I would also like to play that part. And then I think it's Ahura who's like, I've seen Cherry perform and it is amazing. Like, so what? Have you seen me perform? She's like, no. And then I couldn't believe it. I'm, and I feel like Tia was trying to do her a favor mm-hmm. by saying, Cherry, we're not going to put you out there that hard. We'll give you this other one instead. I respected Tia's process. I'm still a Tia fan. I think the majority of her looks are absolute garbage. But she's a person is delightful. And she is gorgeous when in drag. Gorgeous feels like a stretch. That feels like hate speech. She goes from a four to a six. <laughs> okay, but did you convert it to the metric system? <laughs> is it How many weeks is it? It's 0.75 weeks. You still use the S. <laughs> So we go in to get our sound help from Michelle and Michelle's personal coach. I mean, Michelle is fully a drag queen now. Yes. Yeah. She's snatched she every episode. What? I've never heard. Oh, I guess she was in a, she was, she was in a group. Okay. She calm down. I get it now. I understand. TV in the West End. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a little band called Expose? Track nine. Um, Either way, she's got a real actual vocal coach there with her. And she must be able to hear things that I can't. Because I thought Veronica sounded okay, but I wasn't, like, super impressed. And Michelle's like, well, you know what you're doing. How high can you really go? And she's like, like this. And they're all like, all right. And I was like, mm. No, as a fellow layman, hearing Veronica talk, I was like, you've wasted 15 years of your life. You are not that talented. I see why you did not get booked on any roles on the West End. Is this good singing? I don't believe it. Show me. She never said she never got a show on the West End. She just never got Wicked. Oh, perhaps that was... Okay. All right. Popular. I'm gonna be popular. popular. <laughs> now I'm just picturing Kristen Chenoweth in that terrible holiday movie where her, like, boobs were out and she was all tanned and gross. I'm imagining her forehead vein forever and always. <laughs> is it still there? Isn't that what Botox is for? Can you, you can't remove a vein with Botox. She oh, I Aaron bet you Sorkin? can. She did It's Aaron Sorkin for a long time. Whoa. I've had veins removed. You can have a vein removed. That's not true. From I your explore. head? Why would you do that? It supplies well, brain. It supplies. In my leg. Well, yeah, varicose veins can be removed. I didn't say it was a varicose vein. Thanks for calling me old. <laughs> a lot of people can have varicose veins. Yeah, I've truly. had varicose veins for 10 years already. Me too, since like my 20s, <laughs> yep. my early 20s. I know. And then I went and got them checked out, and they were like, oh, those look so painful. I'm like, they're not. They're just ugly. She's like, oh, they, they look like they hurt a lot. I was like, this is not making me feel better. <laughs> She's like, you just have so many at such a young age. I'm like, so I wish you were dead. Um, Thank you so much. And she was really trying to be compassionate, empathetic. And I'm just like, I'm not in any pain. I'm just ugly to look at. Thanks so much. Moving on. See, I would kill for that reaction. Every time I go to the doctor, they're like, you seem fine. You look physically fine. I was like, no, I'm actually dying. And I need you to understand that. Get on my level and appreciate the significance of this moment. If only you had an emotional support, deaf, blind, one-legged dog with you, it would change everything. They would totally be nicer to you. A typical dog that can <gasps> run quite fast. If it's going to be an emotional support dog, then I would need it to also be able to dial 911. How's it going to do that with two paws? How many paws do you need? You dial the nine, <laughs> then the one, then the one. I'm imagining... You ableist bastard. I'm imagining you hold it with your back paws, and you're on your back, and... How big is the phone? It's a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, so how big is the dog? It's a, I don't know, but it's got four legs. Frenchy bulldog? <laughs> you know what? You just need to 
take a breath. No, I would love a differently able dog, just not as my emotional support dog. I would love one to be able to run fast to get help. Can you run fast? That's why I need the dog. <laughs> I feel like this dog is going to go pick up your click list from the front porch one toy at a time or whatever. So Dogs do that. They can, I know. There's this dog I saw like helping pull the blind, groceries though. out of the car and not spill them out of the bag. <laughs> Popular. So anyway... Vocal coach, blah, blah, blah. Michelle Snatch, she looks amazing. I mean, she doesn't look like a human being anymore, but I think she looks cool. Yeah. No, she's, like, very much on the way to, like, Effie Trinket, the sort of Hunger Games capital denizens yes. where they have yes. so much surgery. But right now she's looking solid. But any further, she's Pete Burns. Yeah, we're going to see. I mean, RuPaul has not taken it too far. She still looks amazing, and she's... 10 years older than Michelle. She's got the good bones, though. She looked amazing this week, by the way. Not in this episode. In the other one. Anyway. <laughs> so then we go to choreography. Hello. Who are you, friend? Hi, Val. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, man. I don't understand. So, so his name's Jay Ravel. And I pulled up his website, and I, I still don't know what he does or who he is. But I'm going to share it with you for just a second. Yes, please. Like, what's your goal just to make people happy? Like, are you a choreographer? Are you a model? Okay, so let's take a look at Jay. I mean, he is hot in a very strange way. What about Explain who Jay Ravel is. Jay's a multifaceted creator, working as a director, creative director, choreographer, and designer. My most important role, though, is to have a father. What? Biological son? It, it, it does not go that deep <laughs> on the front page of his website where someone's putting skin cream on him and he's doing some choreography. So I like him less after seeing his choreography. Name three tools. Well, you're a tool. Which keep you both mentally and physically fit? It's boxing. It requires a skill, fitness, timing, and technique. Number two is yoga. I do a lot about yoga. More now that I'm getting older. <laughs> Number three is dance. Whether I'm creating, freestyling, taking class during rehearsals, you're constantly moving in a three-dimensional <laughs> manner, but engaging your brain, too, in the same way. What? So if you're moving you and you're about? not a cartoon, it's three-dimensional, right? Did Josh Howley write that for you? What are you saying? I hate people who talk and don't say anything. Hate it. Hate it. So anyway, I wish I had, for once, my research has failed me, and I wish I hadn't looked him up because I don't like him anymore. <laughs> He is still very cute. He looks like Maluma, the um, Latin American artist who's hanging around with Ricky Martin a lot, so everyone thinks he's gay because he's super attractive oh, dressed as well. <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, no, Maluma turned Ricky Martin inside out, but he's supposedly straight. Oh. But looks very similar to Jay, and I'm into both looks, and I don't super care. I do question why queens don't take dance lessons prior to being cast in RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, if you're going to apply, start taking dance lessons. At least you know the counts and you know the stuff. You just know how to move your body in a different way. It's the same thing about sewing. Like, just learn how to do it. Yes. It's going to happen. It's not like a surprise. I wonder if they're going to make me sew this season. They will. I wonder if they're going to make me dance. They will. Learn those skills. I do not understand why they keep making drag queens sing. <laughs> I know, according to Charlie Hyde, 90% of the acts in London sing. Yeah. But on the American him as the late version, Charlie Hyde this week, but he's not dead. <laughs> no, he's not dead. That was hilarious. <laughs> was that Trixie or Jada or somebody? I, I thought that was uh, Blue Hydrangea. Oh yes, yes, yes. So I loved him in his jumpsuit. He was very nice to Lawrence. So I, had I love how you said that. Like that. Obviously, we just need to go through the things. Jumpsuit, jumpsuit reviews. Obviously, that was good. <laughs> I like jumpsuit. Amazing. <laughs> Crushed well, it. Procreated. Whatever. Once again, like. 
doesn't make you like a genius if you have a baby, but <laughs> a sentence that I can understand, genius, according to me. So then we go to the Rats the Rusical, which honestly was really long. I wasn't, you know, they're always terrible. Well, I It'll feel be like they're not seven watches, but the first watch is like, yeah, I mean, I feel like they're not always terrible. This one was tricky just because the Kardashian one is the only one I can think of that wasn't awful. The Kardashian and it was probably because I've seen it 20 yeah. times. So I have nothing to say from the Ruskull. Everyone was fine. Well, I, I thought I was impressed with everyone. Okay, go. go with <laughs> I just thought everyone did better than I expected. And like after seeing Lauren Cheney break down and people be nervous and stuff. I was like, I thought everyone pretty much pulled it off. I was impressed. Yes. I mean, from the material that they're given mm -hmm. and the size of the stage, it was like a full show. Yeah. It was great. But Bimini Boulash was, was my absolute yeah. winner. She was phenomenal. True. And if her balloons had simply functioned, she would have been skillful. <laughs> she's and like, I could have been in the top. She could have been. I love her. She's so like, just so many like she's so different. <laughs> she's not like, I wonder if I can sell some merchandise. She's like, I hope I can eat this week. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved how she was trying to coax the punk out of her partner and just be like, yeah, you just got to loosen up, Ahura. Like, just like get your two put together. And Michelle clocked her on her turtleneck. <laughs> that was amazing. She said, oh, because you're in your fancy pants and your turtleneck. She's like, rat the bell. <laughs> so it was good. I, I didn't think that Cherry stood out as terrible. Mm -mm. I didn't think uh, Taste stood out as terrible. I thought Ellie Diamond was going to be in the bottom because she clearly fucked up. And then she was in I the top because she wore, she had three reveals. I thought Ginny's oh, was my favorite reveal. Time. I thought that was fucking hilarious where she revealed to the okay, same let's dress. Just, okay, sorry. sorry, sorry, let, sorry. Let's just skip ahead. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Because, like, this is exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The Roostical wasn't memorable, so you're like, okay, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But we do need to talk about Cherry's reveal that she's of the, the gypsy culture, and they really do not accept homosexuals, and she still can't say I'm gay, really. Which is so weird because she seemed so confident earlier. And I didn't think cocky. I thought confident when she was like, I want that part. I I can do it. Well, as soon as she told her heartbreaking story, I was like, and goodbye, Cherry I know. Valentine. I know. I was like, I'm not sure who did poorly, but I know a lot about Cherry that makes me cry, so I think she's going. <laughs> so we will take it to the runway. Runway. So here we are finally at the runway. It's a surprise, surprise, which I guess is a British show, right? Oh, is it? Yes. I so our know. first up is Ohora in a tuxedo for the wedding look. This look is... Boring, yes. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, first of all, if your name's not Janelle Monet, don't be wearing a tuxedo. It's just she has that unlock. Then she reveals to a wedding dress. I don't love the reveals because everything turns into reveal anyway. Most of the time it's very telegraphed. This one was as well. The bridegroom sort of situation just feels like very passe, especially in the current climate, especially on a drag race show where binaries are just like, not a thing anyway, so why do we want to reinforce that in an institution of marriage of which many people throughout the world can't engage if they're same sex? Wah, wah, but the hair reveal from the hat was fun. <laughs> so Lawrence Cheney's first outfit didn't make it. <laughs> That's fine. It was just like, but it was a blue sequin jumpsuit mm -hmm. that turned into a tartan plaid outfit. Blue and white Scotland, tartan Scotland. Did you know she's Scottish? I hadn't heard. <laughs> Ginny Lemons Ginny. was one of my absolute favorites. The reveal first from of all, a, go ahead. You know, you said first of all, so you should go ahead. Well, who knew there were platform Crocs? I know. <laughs> but it feels very Katya with like, I took this dress and I revealed into what? The same pattern. Until the end. When she revealed her hairy butt. ass. Yeah. RuPaul was upset. <laughs> Obsessed or upset? Upset. 
she did not enjoy the male situation of Ginny Lemon there. You know she gags whenever the drag queens sort of like make out with each other or have some sort of romantic interlude and a lip sync and she loves the super hairless skinny boys like Aquaria and Valentina who show themselves, but she was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, that was no one was prepared for this but no. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. I thought it was hilarious. Here comes Cherry Valentine in a stupid polka dot outfit with a balloon. I did not enjoy this. Bob said this was his favorite look. I know. And I did not get it. Me, I'm going to go thumbs down on that it's one. It's a very puffy tool situation. And then she reveals to a belly that says gender on it, <laughs> which if you're trying to make a statement, it missed. If you're trying to just state that it's a gender reveal party, also a miss because we kind of got that. It's just, I would have been, have you seen that Adam Tots uh, cartoon where it's a gender reveal party and then the cake ended up being blue or pink was green and they all turned into lizard people and QAnon was like, it's real. <laughs> Oh, that sounds awesome. I hope AOC likes it. Um, <laughs> and then Ellie Diamond is like, that's a bus driver wig. Put on a lace friend. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. The shade of it all. Oh, so Tia Coffee's coffee. initial look, I thought was fun. It's like a burly leather man. She's wearing an artificial, <laughs> muscular, hairy situation. But then she reveals which, to a can-can dress. I do not understand. Which queen said, I can't remember who it is. Oh, it's Jay Jolie. She doesn't lift anything over two pounds because she doesn't want her arms to look, you know, muscly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does Tia Coffee walk? Does she get pushed around in a stroller? There isn't a muscle in this entire body. Out comes Ellie Diamond, who looks buxom. And as they said, I believe it was um, Bob again. She's wearing the same dress three times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do appreciate all that the she made silhouette. all of these herself. A triple reveal is still fun. So, but ne- none of good. them would be a winning look. None of them. No, I didn't think it was groundbreaking at all. They're but all she made it herself. C pluses. Okay, and let's talk about not a reveal. As Tina comes out in a cloak <laughs> and then just drops it off. I know. And then takes it off. And then she tries this to do a Katia is- surprise thing where instead of taking off her brangs to reveal a pentagram sort of Sharon Tate fantasy, she reveals that she just stuck a dime store Capels overlay prosthetic of busted teeth onto her face without... She just glued it on. She just magic glued it on. There's no blending. So she doesn't eat, right? I mean, she just has like a piece of broccoli and just like she is <laughs> solid muscle. Her body is insane. It's ridiculous. It doesn't remind me of a woman's body in any way. Well, it reminds okay. me of like a gymnast body. I don't she's know. exceptionally muscular. She has zero fat content. She's zero. Here comes sister, sister. She or can also go known home. As, Why I'm are you so still here? With her. <laughs> well, at least we're on the same path as we've talked over each other. So. Yeah, this outfit is Barbara Mandrell, who I introduced you guys to. And then this is the suburban housewife at night. Like she takes off her... <laughs> There's a lot of things I hate about this, and I will enumerate them now. The looks, neither one of them, was great or well-fitting. The concept itself was drab, dreary, and poorly executed. The skull cap is a very different situation from her actual head. It's got pleats on it because it's not fully flush to the surface of her head. She drew her eyebrows on top of the skull cap, and her makeup just looks poor. Out comes Veronica Green. This whole look I enjoyed immensely. She has the Nicki Minaj hairline from 2011 where it's right up to her eyebrows. And 
the sort of Stepford situation, I think, works for her anyway. And then when she reveals to this sort of like 60s fembot moment, ah, ridiculous. And when she says she made it all, that means that she glued this onto a bodysuit. She didn't create this metal pieces (laughs) or whatever these are. Well, I think that's just spray painted like cardboard. I don't know that it's metal. I don't think it's real metal. I think it's, you think it's spray painted cardboard? Well, I, it's some paper product. I will put that on my list for next week. <laughs> Here comes Tace in a billowy sack of red. Yeah, it feels <laughs> very Alaska when she wore a plastic trash bag and then was pound cake. Why is this part so long? Because she's got a big old dick. <laughs> I know, but if it were showing more of like the waist and it came down, it looks, it's, it's an odd proportion. Let's say that. Yeah. On a gorgeous person where you can see their black bodysuit coming through. <laughs> but then there is the beat mugs. Who fucking cares? My God. <laughs> This is one of the most gorgeous faces I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. And the eyes. And she knows how to work the camera. She is Naomi Campbell. Yeah. it. Even though I liked Astina's Naomi look better. Here we go with Bimini Bamboo Boo. So what was she trying to do here, Julie? It's supposed to have paint in it so that when you popped it, it would splatter. And by the end, she would have a completely painted outfit. Yeah. So she wanted it to be a recognition of she identif- they identify as non-binary and they wanted... It to be expressive is supposed to be the trans pride flag colors. Instead, it opened to nothing, which I guess is an indictment on how forgotten trans and non-binary people are in public discourse, maybe. I don't know. She could have stretched it that way, but she didn't get a chance because she was safe. So we find out the tops and the bottoms. Everybody in the front is safe. So bimity bam boom boom. I thought sister sister should have been in the bottom. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember her from the show. Exactly. Well, she's not. So the bottom <laughs> is Tace and Cherry, and they are going to do memory. <laughs> Lawrence Cheney is also in the bottom. Yes, but he's not in the bottom bottom. Yeah. He's not in the bottom two. He's not lip syncing for his he's life. He's still the power bottom. He has control of the situation. <laughs> so when they start memory, I say to myself, this is so stupid. I hate torch songs. What are we doing? I also don't think Cherry Valentine really knows the words. And I can't tell you. Something happened. Taste got me. I was like emotional by the end. I don't know why. Everyone else is like, they had no emotion. They had no anything. I'm like, maybe I'm just bamboozled by her beauty. I was like, I I was moved. Honestly, when pretty people emote, for some reason, it just gets me. (laughs) If they show that they have a capacity beyond just being aesthetically pleasing, good for you, girl. She did the perfect like eyes closed, face down, Mm -hmm. then look through her eyes and lift her head. You're like, yes, that works on Demi Moore. That works on everybody. That is so good. And then you have Cherry Valentine wearing what looked like shoe polish all around her lips. That was just very carelessly applied. Yes. Oh, trying to mouth the words. Before we go out there. <laughs> so next week looks like it's a sewing challenge to knock some people down. Taste it looks like made a sleeve and accidentally sewed every side. So there's no way to put it on. So that'll be fun. I've got to say UK Drag Race is not not letting me down loving it still love love loving it excited to get to know everybody i'm sad cherry left i liked her a sister sister i don't know her yet i'm sure once i get to know her she'll leave immediately so <laughs> but overall good feelings good vibes mm-hmm. so excited about thursdays bring me some drag race all right let's gemstone it up we got lots more work to do here people into the chat into the chat wow wow <laughs> nick at a 92 julie and emma at 91 look at us yeah it's that's fun. impressive I mean, should we just should we just give in to ourselves and just skip straight to the end? What would you like to do? I, mean, I would like to I would like to talk about the lip sync. I would like to discuss it. <laughs> Great. 
I would like to do it. Let's start at the end. You may go. So Emma and I watched this and I replayed it in real time at least two times more. It was one of the most stunning lip sync displays of all time. The musicality, her commitment to the beat, the transitions, the versatility of her movements, the lack of just splits and tricks for the sake of it. Everything had meaning, everything had purpose, every beat hit, every moment was flawless. This is, I think the only lip sync that tops this is Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. Just because both of them killed it. Kimora was just there. Although she moved around more than Cherry Valentine did, despite being in a literal sausage casing. So Denali has obviously fully choreographed every single song, right? She has a movement for each beat. She made her little home, which actually made RuPaul laugh, which I've never seen her genuinely look at Michelle through a plexiglass and be like, that was so funny. Um, So Denali, fire. Amazing. The best. The second thing is, the queens in the back are so into it. I think it's Olivia Lux. I've watched it 35 times. I've looked, I originally thought it was Lonnie Love, but I think it is Olivia who's like, hey, every time she does something amazing. And Lala Ree is like living. And every and when she starts, Candy's face drops and she looks over to the other winners like, oh, we're fucked. I know. We are fucked. Candy She's just like, looks Fuck. terrified the entire time. I love it. Oh my God. And then Rose is like trying to be like, that's my sister. And you're like, it's not about you, Rose. But. <laughs> Every time they pan to Lala Ree, Olivia Lux, I can't really see Simone or Tamisha very well. They are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. There's a point. So excited for her. There's a point where so the lights are in Simone's eyes because she shines mm-hmm. so bright. And she literally is like trying to see more clearly. And she like will bend down and move her body to try to see. And she's snapping. Olivia Lux is going crazy. Elliot's just happy to be there. And so she's Elliot's just like. Elliot's giving her one finger. That's the one thing she can do. Oh, finger. <laughs> Um, and then Tina Burner smiles once and <laughs> pay no attention. Got Mick is sort of in the background, like, okay, fuck, 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 fuck. Tamisha Amon was beaming. Like she had she a was. big old smile oh. on her face. Yeah. And at the end, when she hit that jump split, she hits the floor with her, like, yeah. here we go. Yeah. But Lala Ree, like, just jamming along and Olivia Lux with the hey. And then Utica smiling, beaming the entire I time. I don't notice her either. And then at the end, Literally, Kamora has stopped dancing. She's stopped moving. She's not yeah. even trying to lip sync. She goes down on that squat and does those backups on the one arm, like African dance style. And you're like, shit, bitch, she's already dead. You do not have to <laughs> double murder her again and again. And then finishes with the da 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 da. Boom. I mean, murder on the dance floor. I have never. And then I thought maybe it wasn't that good. I watched it like two times. And then, now I've watched it like 30 times because I keep trying to figure out who's saying hey. Uh-huh. And they're making me so happy in the back. Then there are all these compilation YouTube videos of just other people panning into the back of all the runways. I'm like, ah, this is, but I've never seen a back group of people so into it. Oh, yeah. So excited for someone else. And she is slaying. Yes. I mean, what are we going to do? It, it can't get any better. And then, God love her. Did you guys see the six minute? Yes, featuring Chicago Drag the thing they put Chicago out. Chicago Drag Excellence. Oh my the god. The Vixen's in there. Detox is in there. Weirdos I've never seen Dita or heard Ritz of. Dita Ritz was in there. She's oh, masked. I, oh. <laughs> she was the one was kind so of dancing good. with uh the Vixen, but she had that like glitter mask on. Isn't it refreshing that somebody didn't just start their own another show to talk about like what everybody else is doing? She's just like showing dra- I'm like, you go, Denali, you know what you are doing. Yes. She's about to take over the world. Seriously. <laughs> But I mean, I'm going to say best lip sync ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's top three for sure are that one, 
Alyssa Edwards versus Tatiana because I did, up and I did not think Tatiana would bring it at all. I'm a huge Tatiana fan. And the fact that it was so stunning, gag worthy. And then I do love Brooklyn Heights and Evie Adley. They were delightful. I don't think any of them were this long either. I feel like they're much longer now. I would love to see a cut of Justin Ollie. Can you imagine? Same. If we didn't have to watch Kimura at all. Like, whenever they're off watching Kimura walk around with her dragon tail, I'm like, mm, back to the Nelly. So do we just want to go over highlights of the episode then instead of going through it all together? Yeah. Uh, so we open up and the winning queens are there in outfits they'll never wear. So they put on their <laughs> ugliest drag, their leftover shit that they would never want to wear, but they're there out of desperation because it's going to be on for five minutes. <laughs> So then we're going to, oh, my God, let's put Elliot in the corner and hide her. <laughs> Everybody comes in from the from the Denali Rosé um, lip sync, and obviously they're tired. They've been standing out there for hours. Now everybody has to cheat their way around the table so the camera can see everybody, and you're just like, this is so contrived and annoying. <laughs> and then they're, you know, pork chop queens, tell us why you got rid of Elliot. Tell us why you got rid of Elliot. And, the, and Tina Burner, who's like, I don't like to stir the pot. Now she's like, I like to stir the pot. She's like, oh, the B team. Yeah. And so they basically are like, I just didn't, I didn't see anything special about it. And she's like, oh, really? How comes Elliot? You're like, they didn't even say anything bad. No. No, not at all. Then she comes for Tamisha Iman, which is a mistake. Big mistake. mistake. Huge. Huge she's mistake. Like, Why didn't you put, huge. Why didn't you put yourself in? She's like, because they didn't vote me. They voted you. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, Denali went live yesterday. I guess to thank all of her fans. After about 10 minutes, I was like, I would like to keep liking you. I'm going to turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange to have somebody just sit and talk to the camera. You're like, let people come in or ask questions or something for you to just be like, I'm just feeling so grateful that everybody thinks I'm great. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that might be a Gen Z kind of thing. But for whatever I am, you're like, mm, just move along. Like what you're doing is so great. Please don't ruin it with your personality. What do you mean what generation you are? Julie, you're... D to the E to the T to the O to the hold it, Gen X. Am I? Yeah. I don't really know. Well, I'm telling you, you're Gen X. <laughs> what? <laughs> so then we find out that they are also going to do, you know, an acting challenge. They're going to have three different groups, April Fool's Day, um, God Loves Flags, and whatever the last one is and I can't think of. Flag Day is my sister's birthday. It's June 14th. It's also Donald Trump's birthday, June 14th. Yikes. So they break up into groups. Rue breaks them up into groups, which is very scandalous and exciting. But smart. Yeah, because look how long it took them to get the goddamn rusical, <laughs> rat rusical <laughs> cast. They're all split into their groups, and they're all flexing on each other in the workroom, and then Rue comes in to be high. Is she high? I Emma said the same thing. I know. I was like, what? Rue is on something this season. She laughs way too much, way too easily. I mean, Utica was amusing, <laughs> but not... Whatever that was. Is she like saying, be a buffoon, make it over the top? Like, I'm giving her credit. Like, mm -hmm. she's like, just make it ridiculous. <laughs> I like that it made people intimidated of Utica. That's pretty funny. It's <laughs> oh a good joke. And then Rose's like, this is an acting challenge. So it's going to come down to me and Tina. She's being huge. I'm going to be huge. I'm like, neither one of you are even in the running. Well, I guess Rose was in the running for winning, but she's, I didn't find Know Me that funny. So, at all. No. <laughs> Loved how scared I she found, got of Simone. Yes. <laughs> the victory, the flag victory. So, I mean, isn't it funny? Like, we're like Denali, best lip sync ever, but like Simone 
bringing it every week. Mm-hmm. One, those other two ones, amazing. They were so great. They just weren't this, but. And then I thought she was, I was like, oh, she's going to be too boring. She's not going to do well on this. And then she was hilarious. I mean, so it Valentine's had, Day. Was that the other one? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> she had Moira Rose inflections that I love it was, <laughs> I trope this has been done before, but she did it amazingly well. And she's now won three things, two official challenges, her lip sync, the season, probably. <laughs> I'm going to give Gottmik credit for, I'm not joking, bitch. She did that line really well. The rest of hers I thought was flat and not great. Mm-hmm. She did nothing for me. I thought Ross gave Tamisha actual critiques and she actually did them and it made it funny, really funny. Which is the point. I mean, some people can walk into that stage like Simone, own it. Some people can be delusional that they've owned it. Rosé, you can be Tina Burner and know your lines. You could be Utica. Yeah, I didn't even think Tina Burner was good. No, she wasn't. Now, but Tamisha was Kimura. so down on herself, and it was like it's just this is the purpose of the challenge. You right. do the things, you take the notes, you do the yeah. And she did it. That ha 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 falling all the way whoa, down. Whoa, 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 hilarious! Whoa, 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 whoa! It really whoa. was. I'll watch that. That's got to be a meme, right? That's really funny. <laughs> But I've never seen anyone who literally cannot repeat back what you just said to them. Yeah. That was we were rooting for us. I was rooting for us. Nope. The look on Ross's face of like the Purdue, like somebody help me. I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't help her. I know. It was like on Friends when Phoebe's trying to teach Joey how to speak French. Je m'appelle Claude. Je, je, ma, ma, pel, pel, Claude. Put it together. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Yeah. You can't hear yourself. You can't feel it. But I really did think Ross was going to (laughs) fucking flip his wig. He was not pleased. Well, I mean, I guess she was a tree. Her performance was supposed to be wooden. But inflection is important. Like, when you emphasize a different part, it can change the meaning. Like, welcome to linguistics. Like... The, yeah. I think the classic example is, right, I, I did not say he lost the keys. 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 You know, it changes the meaning. Wow, it's <laughs> like do being more? an acting class in the playoffs. <laughs> I did not say he lost the keys. Let's do zip, zap, zap next. Have you ever done that one? <laughs> zip, zap, zap. <laughs> so... We go through these terrible risical things. They're so bad. They're so bad. I don't find them pleasurable until you learn them later. Yeah. Again. The flag, I think, was the best one through and through. Yes. Except for Lala. Well, Lala was terrible. She should have been in the bottom for sure. Denali was Kimura. okay. She wasn't. She was Well, she was bad, but she wasn't. They cut out about a lot of Lala's bad stuff that we saw in the room with Ross didn't end up in the actual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the return of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman? <laughs> So this was filmed while Canada's Drag Race was still airing. So, and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman will be returning in season two. Of I love Drag him. Race. I, he's just who he is. He's a cheese ball. <laughs> What's interesting though is Simone was a better actor than Jeffrey. I think Jeffrey is trying to please RuPaul and RuPaul likes stupid. So he's just playing dumb. And then she's like, you are handsome, but I like ladies. He's like, okay, girl. <laughs> so should we take it to the runway? Runway real quick, real quick, quick. Real quick. Yes. Ooh, terrible screenshot of Denali in her beautiful peacock outfit or whatever bird that is. Yeah. So the category is trains. Yes. Trains for days. And she's got her ostrich feather. I hate that this is a thing. I don't care what kind of feather you have. No. 
Kimura in her beautiful outfit. Stunning. She looks absolutely stunning. It's always such a gag when queens of different cultures and ethnicities showcase them in such gorgeous ways. This sort of reminds me of um, Jujubee when she did that in All Stars, and it was just such Mm -hmm. a look. She looks stunning. Even Angina in Angina's opening look Mm -hmm. in All Stars 5. So, Utica Queen. (laughs) I like it. If you're going to do Carol Burnett, I don't know. It needed to be more for me. Because Carol Burnett's makeup was more draggy in the mo- in the show than hers is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she had those like curls. I don't know. That mo- that moment is iconic for me. So this is fine. Here comes Olivia Lux and her. This is not Beethoven, but who is this supposed to be? Mozart. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. So because she plays piano, mm-hmm. nice. it's cool. Yeah. It's very. I mean, it it's sleek. It sort of reminds me of. Uh, Gosh, my short-term memory is just my long-term memory too. My sense of who self are is you? just too fractured. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. <laughs> Fun, good, like. Let's be mean to Elliot instead. This is like blah. The back is cool. I don't think it classifies as a train. I think a train comes off of a dress or a peacock. That's just. <laughs> oh, Simone. So Simone good. creating fashion. So you know she's in the House of Avalon with Gigi Good. This is one of my favorite looks to walk down the runway. I'm not sure if she meant to do the same colors as the trans flag. I know. Got I would mixed. give her credit. I got mixed later is, you know, mm-hmm. the colors of the trans flag. And that was actually her sheer look that she didn't get to show. Oh, but I know. I, I brought, I have her train look in here as well for you to see. Fantastic. This is, it's so amazing. It's elevating aspects of cultures that we don't often see in this particular light into something so elegant, so fashion forward, so beautifully done. Her attitude, her look, her walk, her skin, her face, the ensemble, everything. It is a win. Yeah. La La Rie in her snakes outfit. It's fine. Someone somewhere was saying, oh, it's Crystal Method, uh, that she likes height. You know what I mean? And and having no hair, Mm -hmm. it just makes it sort of die right there. And then if it had like a big hair with it, it could be really cool. The makeup, the eye makeup is gorgeous. Lollary is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I like it close up, but I get the proportions when you're far away that it could, it could keep going up. (laughs) Why do I want to kick Rosé right in the man parts? I do not like her. Well, I've been thinking more and more about what you said in a previous episode that She's a musical theater queen who took advantage of drag. Like, she's not naturally a drag queen. She's a dancer. She admits that this week. Yeah. And I'm she, for, foremost an actor in everything, even drag. She said that. So this isn't really her passion. This is just her money. Um, she looks yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would go with terrible, but she looks mannish. And this Dolly Parton, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like she took a baby's onesie, attached a mop to it, and started pushing her child on the floor. <laughs> This is not a flattering picture of <laughs> So because the winner's group didn't have to do the sheer challenge, she had her sheer leftover. And she didn't and have she, a train look? or She did, She does. Gotcha. It's She has another train conductor. Here it is. Mm. So she has a conductor look, and she didn't want to compete with Tina gotcha. because she could wear her sheer look, so she was being nice. But look at her. God. Wow. A conductor look is so much better. So much better. I thought the sheer look was terrible. Yeah. And if the runway actually mattered... I feel like she would be in the bottom because her acting was mediocre. And this is not a good, this is not a train. This is just weird. I thought it was fine. It wasn't groundbreaking. I didn't really understand the bedazzled blower thing. Mm -hmm. I got that she was trying to show how sheer and wavy and airy it was. Um, I do appreciate it. I make fun 
of a lot of the queens for being like, I'm the first queen from Scotland. I'm the first queen from Arkansas. She's the first transgendered man on the show. And I feel like that warrants being making it a significant deal. And I appreciate that she's wearing the trans colors. I appreciate that she's stupid. And she just has like seven words that she knows. And I don't know. She's one of my top four. And I'm a huge fan of her of just being like, as Candy said, constant vocal fry, constantly saying gorge, just being there, having fun, not super caring. It's it's nice. You guys might be related. <laughs> Party. <laughs> Tina Burner, the colors are wrong. The weird tool is wrong. It's weird. I like it. I like She's the like concept. a giant man. I like the concept of train conductor. I like that her train is train tracks. Um, I used to pop my pussy like this to Thomas the Tank Engine when I was a kid, so I appreciate that nod. But it's just not super well done. The hair is too small, first of all. Yeah. If she had bigger hair, given that height, would have been lovely. She needs that Nina West proportionizing, just like Nina did. I think that's why people confuse them. They're big, their names rhyme, and they don't pad well. Oh, Here comes geez. Joey J in an outfit she made all by herself, can you tell? Oh. But I actually like it from the face. I like the face and the hair. It's just too big. Yeah, and I like the tongue drain. Yeah. Those boots are so, awful. Yeah. I just, just feel like, like it's really all too legs. much. <laughs> yeah, she's so little. Uh-huh. And this outfit doesn't make her look woman. It just makes her look weird. Like big, we'll thick legs. We'll talk about proportionizing. Yeah. Uh, she's a very small body. She's sort of like Angina, where clothes can very easily overwhelm her. And this does. Yeah. And she made this. So the skirt needs to be shorter. The legs need to be tight. Yeah. There needs to be some reference to a mouth on the front here here's candy muse stuffed into some outfit yikes (laughs) jesus so i do appreciate that candy muse likes to take high fashion for bigger bodies um like what her may outfit what are you talking about her words she specifically said that uh but slinking down in this dress was a mistake so apparently her train look was the size of like a football field well and she's going to save it for the finale since she's obviously going to be in it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that's that's the word on the street from whatever one I list, podcast I listened to today. They convinced her to save that for her finale look. Mm-hmm. And so they just threw this together. She and Joey and Tina. Or she and Got Mick. It. Yeah. So then we get to our Tamisha Iman. Tamisha Iman is slaying this look. She made it herself. It looks... I lost it. I'm shook. I mean, people are saying it's cheap. I think it's sparkly. I like her. Mm-hmm. It's pageant. It goes a long way. She's a pageant queen. I think she looks great. Yeah, I do too. I love that pink. Me too. And then look at this person. Good <laughs> God. RuPaul looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she looks stunning. She like, wins. With that twiggy style eyelashes too. Love it. <laughs> Favorite three things from that lip sync. Go. Hey. <laughs> It really is the love in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is so high off of her. I love all the little notes she hits. Yeah. She just hits every note. Um, and my third favorite thing, watching Candy die. <laughs> yes. No, watching Lala. Watching Lala and Tamisha smile. I just love it. You? From the crowd reactions, it is Candy Muse being shook the house down boots can't handle it. And realizing that she doesn't have a friend nearby. So she's just, like, <laughs> yearning across the way. <laughs> True. Then it is um, Gottmik and Tina Burner just being like, yikes, 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 yikes. 
And then just all the love. Elliot with two T's doing the snaps constantly, then being overshadowed by Olivia doing it better, then Simone like going down and getting in with it and doing her Simone little shimmy shake situation. Tamisha Mon beaming as soon as she starts going like the throw that ass in a circle situation. All of it is like I watch it now for the reactions. Me too. And then RuPaul the like RuPaul the entire time just being like, oh my Let's go to the chat and rate this episode. Go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 98 for me and 97 from Nick and Emma. I mean, will I rewatch this episode? Have I rewatched this episode? How many times will I watch this episode? How many times will I watch that lip sync? 100%, 100 times. From the back to the middle and around again, every single part of this episode is flawless. From victory to fuck Denali. <laughs> so good. So good. Magical. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>